Hello, friend, and welcome to another episode of She Speaks for Herself, the first episode of 2021. We finally made it to the other side. This podcast is for you. You, the one who sometimes feels invisible. You, the one who feels lonely and isolated at times. The one who's struggling with their relationship with others or the one with themselves. The one who's searching for meaning and purpose. And you, the one who's ready to make changes. You may have identified with one of those, but if we're honest, we're all a little bit of that, at least some of the time, and myself included. And it's one of the reasons why I started this podcast. I've struggled with low self-esteem. I've had my string of bad relationships. Many times I've felt stuck, dissatisfied, or simply aimless with my life. And I've pondered the great existential question, truly, what is the purpose of my existence. Why am I here on this earth? And following that thread, what is the purpose of pain? And I'm not unique, and I know everyone has been through challenges in life, but when I go through it, I get angry. (laughs) As in, God, why did you let this happen to me? Why do I have to suffer like this when I'm looking over the fence and none of my other friends are going through things like this? Why do I have to endure this this trauma or receive the the trauma that was passed on to me and have it continue to affect me as an adult? These are the questions that I've had and I've had it multiple times in my life. And we're going to talk about it today, about the various stages of grief. If you're not a fan of public speaking, I've got another resource that can help you increase your confidence if you need to give a presentation at work or deliver a speech at a friend's wedding. The site is called PodiumPrimer.com. There you'll learn the basics of how to write a speech and how to deliver your message so that it resonates with your audience. You can subscribe to Podium Primer's monthly newsletter and check out our online training program so that you can quickly learn the essentials to improve your public speaking skills. Visit Podium Primer today. That's PodiumPrimer.com to get the basics on public speaking. So here we are in 2021. I want to talk about grief and also my birthday is this week. Is that a coincidence? I don't know, <laughs> but it's a big one. It's a big one. It's the 4-0, the big 40. And I was just musing about this the other day with my mom and I was asking her, I'm like, why does it have to take so long in order for things to just click? And I'm reminded of the commencement speech Steve Jobs gave to the graduating class of 2005 uh, out in Stanford University. And he shared stories with the grads. He talked about how he took a, a useless, quote unquote, useless calligraphy class in college. He shared another story about how he got fired from his very own company just after they had released the Macintosh. And this was at the age of 30. And he didn't know it then. But it had proven to be invaluable to him. The calligraphy class, 10 years later, that's when it showed its worth. When he was designing the first Macintosh computer. And of course, what was the Mac known for? Elegant typography. That's one, that's one of the key design elements, right? And had he not been fired from Macintosh, he would not have created Pixar. He would not have met his wife and started a wonderful family. And it reminds me that when you're right in the thick of it, especially when something devastating happens to you, a loved one dies, you and your friend have a falling out, your marriage ends in divorce, you lose your job, it's normal to get angry and ask why. 
In fact, it is so normal. There's actually been studies about this and there are actually clear stages of grief because that's truly what we're going through when that happens. So I'm sure you have, you've heard of this before. It's um, And if you haven't, it's a theory developed by psychiatrist Elizabeth Kubler-Ross. And she suggests that we go through five distinct stages of grief after the loss of a loved one or perhaps living through a global pandemic or a relationship breakdown and so on and so on. And so the five stages are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and finally, acceptance. In going through the different stages, the first one, denial. Denial is the first stage of grief. And, and what it does and the purpose of the stage is it really is to insulate us and protect us from the loss. We are in a sh- state of shock and denial and we simply go numb. And I'm sure you can recall a moment in your life when that has happened to you, when you've received bad news and you're simply stunned. It's basically nature's way of only letting in as much as you can handle. And this is the time when you're just beginning to process your loss. Moving on to the second stage, once you've begun to start asking yourself those questions, then you can come to terms with what's happened. And you've reached the next stage, which is anger. Anger is the next stage of the healing process. It is a powerful step and and not one to minimize or try to ignore. Generally, in our society, what we do is we we view anger as a, a negative emotion. We have negative connotations to it and we are expected to to stuff it down. And when we see someone who displays anger, we, we have past judgments. So we consider that this is a person that can't control themselves. But what anger is, is that it is a valid emotion. It is telling you just how much you loved and cared for that person or just how passionate you were about the job you lost. Intensity can be a good thing and it can show up in the emotion of anger. After anger is the third stage, which is bargaining. Pretty self-explanatory, but this is a point where you would try and bargain and you would find yourself on your knees saying, please God, I will be a more caring partner if you'll, you'll just let her live. And this is the time when you're starting to negotiate your feelings as well. You just don't want to sit and feel the emotions that you're feeling. They are just too intense. The fourth stage is depression and you have already gone through three previous stages and you have very empty feelings and you feel as though what you're going through will just last forever. And one thing I I wanted to posit as well is, is the thought of depression being a mental illness. Now, is that actually true? I think it is wonderful that so many people are, are, generating awareness and speaking about mental health, especially during this pandemic. But depression does not necessarily mean you have a mental illness. It just means that you are human. It is a completely appropriate response to when you experience loss. You may withdraw. You may not want to do the same things that you've always wanted to do. Go for a run, visit with friends. You may have brain fog. You can't concentrate. You may feel as though, what is the point with anything at all? So depression isn't necessarily something to point out 
or make you feel as though that there's something wrong with you, that you may have a chemical imbalance, or someone who is just simply pessimistic and not looking at the brighter side of life. You know, we automatically think that once we're depressed, we need to fix it right away and we just got to snap out of it. But the thing is, we need to allow ourselves to feel those feelings. And the question that you need to ask yourself is whether or not the situation that you had gone through is actually a depressing incident. Losing a loved one, losing your job, losing your partner through a divorce, through parting of ways, those are all significant losses. And it is a normal and appropriate response to feel depressed, right? So before you try and do away with depression, much like how we do with anger, think for a minute, give yourself some grace and acknowledge that you went through something very difficult and that depression is pretty normal. To not experience depression would actually be unusual and you'd probably be a sociopath, which you're not. You are human, you are normal, you have emotions. Depression is one of them. And then the final stage. The final stage is acceptance. And the final stage focuses on you accepting that this is now the new reality for you. This is the new normal. But that doesn't mean that everything is all right and life is dandy and everything is back to normal again. This is a time where you need to adjust and you find yourself having to adjust with this notion that, you know, this person is no longer in your life. How are you going to accommodate that? What roles do you need to fulfill with that person no longer in your life? We may experience some pushback within ourselves when we try and maintain the life that we had before, but we see that in this stage, we can't maintain the past. It cannot remain intact because it has been changed. And because of that, we need to adjust. And once we get around that and accept that, that's when we, we begin to, to live again and enjoy our life. Now, we may never replace what we've lost but we can make new connections, make new relationships, and we begin to live again. But an important thing to remember, though, is to give ourselves the grace and time to grieve. Now, getting back to his commencement speech, here's what he said. Here's an excerpt from his speech. Again, you cannot connect the dots looking forward. You can only connect them looking backward. So you have to trust that the dots will somehow connect in your future. You have to trust in something, your gut, destiny, life, karma, whatever. This approach has never let me down and it has made all the difference in my life. For me, it took a long time to get through those stages, but I thankfully am on the other side now. It was only possible through a lot of work for me to turn back to my faith for me to understand my beliefs, good and bad, and the beliefs that led me to make the decisions that, that I made. And so when I look back in my life, my missteps, the tragedies, I, I have two choices basically when I'm looking back. I can look back and believe that all of these things happened to me because life sucks, because life is unfair, and that this is simply my lot in life and that somehow I'm damaged and I, I deserved to have all those things happen to me. Or I can look back and believe that all these things happened, but I had a purpose. I spent a lot of time believing in the former, and it hasn't really worked well for me so far. I now choose to believe the latter, and the purpose 
That purpose is you. I see a lot of hurt people in the world, hurting themselves, hurting others. And while life isn't supposed to be a walk in the park, life can be better, much better than it is right now for you. And my friend, I mean, if I can leave this earth knowing that I've helped at least one person, even just a little bit, to, to switch their frame of mind, to, to, to ease their pain, to, to make them, help them feel empowered, then I know that I have fulfilled my purpose and that all that I've went through had a reason and had a purpose for existing. So as I turn 40 this week, I am thinking of all of you. I pray and hope that we all have brighter moments this year, and I hope that we grow together, we learn a few things, and in the process, we lift each other up. So know that you are amazing just as you are, friend. Keep doing your best.